Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager, in today's episode, Speed Round, Take 7. Take 7. Wow, that sounds uh, like maybe James Bond. 007. There this is good. Speed Round 7. Yeah, but we never do it speedily. This one is going to be shaken, not stirred. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, we've been uh, off for a week. Greg is very busy. He's putting his professional life ahead of the podcast. So we, we decided not to uh, tape last week, although I have some side projects on the side. So I, I was doing some of those. But uh, And we're, this is going to be a little lighter topic today, but it's one that seems to be popular with our listeners. All the uh, speed rounds uh, are very well attended. I agree. I agree. And hey, let's just not let's just not go over too quickly over the side project. Uh, another crime podcast uh, went out. Which which what's the episode? This one, uh, episode twelve of the fictional crime drama podcast. Right. Love it. I can't wait to listen to that one. I, you know, just you th- told me you're going to listen to it last week. I no, I no, no, I, I do. It's on my list uh, because it's just you know uh, all those folks that have watched uh, um, murders in the building and all those kinds of things are they're such they they kind of suck you in, right? You just kind of get into the story and that type of thing. And I've loved the ones that you've done so far, so I'm looking forward to it. But let's be clear: it's the beach reading. Of a fictional podcast. It's nothing, it's kind of, well, there's some serious topics and there's some serious themes, but it's pretty easy going and easy listening. It's like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, but you know what? Most of us need just 20, 30 minutes to kind of get lost for a bit. There's so much going on. So uh, the, those beach novels are perfect. So, you, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I'd call your podcast a beach novel, but uh, but still, <laughs> uh, if it gives that experience of kind of breaking away and yeah. a place just to go for to clear your head and get into something that's not as mad as the world is right now, why not? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I took the opportunity with the week off to write, record and produce another episode. Of, I hadn't, hadn't done one since I think April. Right. And, uh, I've got a couple others, but this is the one I'm most interested in doing. And, and, uh, I, I had a theme in mind for a couple of weeks and with the break, I went, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to do it. Now it's, it's different because this is what we do isn't scripted. There's an outline, but these are scripted. So I actually have to you know write, you know, anywhere like six to 8,000 word thing and yeah. then follow it. So yeah. it, it's a little different experience for me, but, uh, I like to do it. it. It's just fun. It's kind of fantasy in an area that I come from. So yeah, yeah, and and uh, so remind our uh, podcast listeners to what it's called again and where you can find it. The fictional crime drama podcast, and it's on um, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. It, its home base is uh, Spotify for podcasters. But I wouldn't listen to it on that. It's not as good a platform for listening. It's great for creating, mm. uh, but go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts are probably the best. Now, I, I, at, at some time in the future when you write one, if there are any characters that you need to be added to it, that I can be uh, Louis, the, uh, oh. the, 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 sh- the shyster, uh, you know, who's, who's wanted in the crime. I can, you, I can play voices. You, you look and sound like, a little bit like a... A criminal. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm here when you need me. Okay, thank you. All right, good. Right. Would I have to pay you? <laughs> no, no, it's just a pleasure. Pleasure to play Louis. Okay, we should we should continue on. <laughs> we should. But this, this is a this is a more of a relaxed one, so we yeah. can have some fun. And, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So Greg and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, we've both been managers or leaders or supervisors for most of our careers. 
and we both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. So today's episode, Speed Round, Take 7. And uh, we like doing this uh, occasionally where we just grab a, a bunch of issues or questions or, or topics to talk about. And uh, hopefully, uh, well, I keep saying it's a speed round, but it's never been speedily done. And it's just a, an opportunity for us to, uh, not that they're unimportant, but uh, uh, less controversial subjects. And, and we're talking about where we are, but it's a great opportunity for you to think about where you are and where you mm. want to be. So uh, that's the speed round. So, uh, and we're always going to have a good discussion. We we're never here to dump on anybody or, or we don't have an ax to grind. We're just here to have a good conversation and hopefully you're having good conversations as well. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to it. So, uh, the first question, Greg, and I'll, I'll throw it over to you and then I'll answer it. How are you taking care of business or your side gigs or volunteering right now? Home office hybrid? Well, definitely seeing a shift back. Um, so I think I'll take this from a first me personally. So, uh, as you said, I was traveling last week out doing some in-person, um, training, leadership development training for a manufacturing organization. And they brought their folks into a hotel for a couple of days. Um, so it was two days for one group, two days for another group. And I'll tell you, it was amazing. It was amazing for a couple of things. One, it was in person and, uh, these were leaders who work across a couple plants that uh, um, had really not connected. And some people that had started over COVID and that type of thing. And so it was a combination of leadership development and also kind of uh, building engagement strategies to how do we support their different locations and that type of thing. But it was fantastic. And it really reminded me of the power of coming together in person working in small groups, um, tackling a project together. But in that in-person aspect was pretty amazing. Interesting enough, though, I also was able to do two or three remote um, stakeholder interviews and coaching sessions and that type of thing from another part of the country to be able to do it. So it's kind of a blend, right? The total uh, um, hybrid. So generally, my work is coming much more back into the office, mostly for those event gathering spots where people are coming to move a strategy forward or to great deeper connection. Um, so personally, I would say that I am I am definitely um, spending more time, even with my volunteer, uh, I'm on a board. And uh, uh, over the last five years, it's been all remote, all virtual. And we've just talked about um, having at least one session in person um, at one of the charity houses that the charity has. So it's one of the opportunities to do that, to connect. So uh, I am seeing more and more folks that are wanting to come back um, still in the workplace. People are struggling. You know, uh, um, there is a strong pushback to full time back in the office and we're seeing big swings out there. People saying, come back or else. And other people that are staying very much remote. And most people trying to find their way halfway in between. But you see, it's slowly but slowly coming back that more days in the office. Um, but it's creating all kinds of different things. Like, uh, are you going to pay for commute? Are you are you subsidizing my my subway tickets because if I got to come which, back, which has never come up before, never, 
never. And it's just like uh, the questions and the expectations are changing dramatically. And uh, so it, it is. And, and, you know, we just did what we did, right? But, you know, you think if, if I'm on a, uh, on a transit pass that costs me $100 a month or $200 a month or something, and I haven't been paying that for three years, four years, and now it's, it's, uh, it's out of my disposable income. I'll, you know, although I paid it before, um, you know, if, if, if I've never paid it and this is the first time I'm going to have to come to work, that's an extra you know, a hundred dollars, that's a, you know, $1,200 a year, which is a pretty big expense if I've never had to do it. So. And when you come and when you come to work, um, that also triggers other expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're going to buy a coffee. Maybe you have to buy lunch a couple of days a week because you don't have time to make it or bring it or whatever, or you have to go out with other colleagues and stuff like that. So it's not just the, the transit costs that people are worried about. It's some of these other costs as well. Yeah, and you've got so you got the folks that used to pay it and are now thinking, why did I always pay it? And we, you don't need to be there. I'm not going to pay it anymore. And then you got the new folks that have never had to pay it, and you're saying, well, that's not part of my contract. What do you mean? Now I got to pay to go in, and and it's not just the cost; it's the time. I may have said this that uh, uh, one of my children was saying that in their organization, if it's a 30 minute commute or more they'll actually start thinking about whether or not this is the place they want to be. Well, 30 minutes or more, I mean, when we were working, that was like, you know, it would be a lot more time than that. I was an hour and a half each way. Right, right. But I think that people are just making different choices. Um, Priorities are, are changed. Priorities are changing. And, you know, the other thing that is really interesting about this time and this may be a separate topic but I was I was coaching with a couple of folks last week and this week and the idea of final burnout mm. cumulative burnout is coming up so strongly these days I don't know if you're seeing it at your at your work or hearing it amongst your friends and family members but I have never seen it so high and I I think it's a cumulative stress of constant change at work, um, uh, financial, you know, marketplace shifts that are happening, world conflict and the stress around that that's happening. I have never seen the level of stress and the number of people that are leaving without anything, uh, especially folks that are further on their career that have some nest eggs and are financially more secure that are saying, uh-uh, I'm done. And, but also young people that are, are, uh, are saying, I'm done. Hi, mom. You know, so that's so that we're moving home because those kinds of things. So, so it's, it's such an interesting place that's added to all this, this, um, uh, combination. I, I want to turn it over to you and then I want to get back to side gigs. That's the other thing that's really getting me curious these days. So in my main employment, I'm 100% from home, uh, although there is an office that I could go to in Toronto if I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I haven't been in the office in probably a year. Uh, I am going down uh, in a couple of weeks for like a holiday celebration, but uh, the people I work for are really supportive of, of uh, remote working and uh, there's enough channels to talk to people and stuff if that's what you need to do. Uh, most of the people that do what I do were all over North America. So most of us probably, well, probably half of us, uh, could go to an office, but, uh, I love the freedom. I, I love the trust that they put in me. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's, it saves me three hours of transit a day from working from home. And I appreciate that because there's a bunch of other things that, that I like to do. And, uh, you know, if right after work, I'm, you know, I have the uh, time to do these things and that's perfect. Uh, on side gigs, um, I do some, uh, outreach presentations, a, a few, uh, every so often, uh, that was virtual and now that's in person. So I, I've been out a few times, uh, actually talking to groups of people, uh, which is great. Um, I don't mind talking on zoom in that, but it's easier to connect with people when you're in, in, in uh, person. Uh, you know, I always like to do a meet and greet before things mm-hmm. kick off and, you know, kind of get the buzz going and stuff like that. So that's been interesting and I like it. And, you know, the people I do it with, I'm actually there with them and I've known these people forever. So that's great to reconnect in terms of volunteering. I'm, uh, I'm kind of split. Some of it is still virtual. Some of it's in person. Uh, and I think that's the way it's going to stay, but, uh, no, no, I appreciate being able to work from home and all the other things that I do. Um, it seems that there's a certain amount of it that is in person. And, uh, I do appreciate that as well. Uh, I'm not looking to, you know, drag myself all over the place every day of the week, uh, to be in person, but, uh, the balance I'm at right now, I feel comfortable with, you know, there's enough in person with connections and there's that just the, uh, you know, the utility of not having to, to try, drive all over the place or take transit downtown. I, I really appreciate it. I, I kind of like the spot that I'm in and I have a balance in my life between, you know, what I do for a living, which I enjoy and what I do on the side, you know, as a volunteer or whatever. I like that balance and I think I'm comfortable at the moment with it. So it's good. I, you know, it's funny cause I, I remember pre COVID, you know, you were one of those guys Took the bus, got out of the bus, got on the go train, went down, did the work, had lunch, you know, like like that routine that was just so normal for decades. 30 years. Now it's like, uh, no thanks. You know, like, and, and you're effective. You get lots of stuff done. And to your point, you're in a, now you've changed kind of careers. You're in a tech company now that's all. Once up. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of cool. You're willing to just kind of dive in and step into it. But it is, it is, it is kind of cool. And, you know, even my business, you know, uh, uh, of course, I am kind of a gig guy now. I do consulting and coaching. And so it's, they are shorter term things. So I've, I've, I had shifted, uh, pre COVID and had started down that pathway, but now like I'm coming back to more in person, uh, because I'm facilitating events and that type of thing, which is lovely. But I'll tell you last week, you know, I did the four days in a row. I have not done four days in a row in a long, long time. Uh, I'll tell you on the plane, I was, you lose your edge. I was, I was pretty troopy and, you know, I was going to bed like at, like at, eight or nine o'clock every evening you know i'd go sometimes they'd have events at night but i needed to recharge because you know there there it takes more energy when you're in person and you're uh, needing to be uh, and i was the facilitator of these sessions so needing to be on top of things but it was funny because i was just like uh, you know fortunately i was in a different time zone so i could call home to my wife and and just uh, have a conversation with her and check in. And then I could say, oh, good, I'm going to bed now. It's it's 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock my time and 11 o'clock her time. So, uh, uh, But it's just funny, the changes. Um, but I was going to talk about gig because I think, uh, I don't know if that's one of our topics, but it, it is on this first one, a, a little bit more about hybrid. But I am so fascinated. I don't know if I've actually shared on the podcast the the piece of data that I found out, I think a week or two ago, that... Uh, a new study has come out that says 60% 
of of uh, millennial Zetters and and below um, have side gigs. So what that sixty percent sixty percent. So uh, basically, this this uh, really wise uh, talent acquisition expert that I that I know told me that, and um, and uh, what what that means is they don't need you because they have stuff on the side going on. So they don't need you, and they also need flexibility. So sixty percent have a side gig of something that just blew me away. What I like about that, Greg, is, and I guess I'm in the same boat where you know, I do other things, sometimes volunteer, sometimes right. paid. But I like the adi- I like the a- attitude, I think. Uh, I like the experience of, because like for 30 years, I do one thing. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you did a few volunteer things and stuff like that. But what I like about that is that I think it you become much more uh, experienced to become uh, with these wider interests. I, I believe you take all this stuff into everything that you do. Mm-hmm. It makes whatever you do full-time, this, these side things actually make you a better employee in your full-time stuff and vice versa. I love the idea that people, you know, just don't go home and sit on a couch and watch Netflix, mm-hmm. that they're, they're doing other things. They have other interests, especially if you're younger, that helps develop you to whatever you end up becoming. And I, I, I just really like that. I think that's just such a wonderful thing. And like, I never heard of that when I was t- in my twenties and thirties, I just did what I did. And, you know, now I was working for an agency where you couldn't go work anywhere else, but uh, just having the ability to do that and to just to develop yourself and find out what do you like to do? I, I love that. I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, what I think is also interesting is that mo- a lot of these side gigs are aligned to purpose what I want to do and, and what's important to me, the best companies that I'm seeing are acknowledging it and saying, listen, we, we want you to be fully here when you're here. And we know this is really important to you. So we're going to give you three days a month, uh, to just take for your, uh, you know, invest in what you really want to do, or we're going to give you a more flexible learning and financial support compensation that allows, funds to enable creative thinking, whatever it is you want to do, whatever you're contributing to. And you know what happens? It's, I mean, it's a brilliant strategy because first of all, if, if I'm with a company that allows me to do both and actually supports me in doing both, again, I'm probably going to be less likely to leave because not all companies will do that. Um, the second thing is if they're allowing me to explore my creative side, whatever that creative side is on my side gig, it comes back in opening your mind to looking at things differently, potentially bringing ideas in that will accelerate the success of the business. It is just a smart, smart idea. So I think it's part of my thinking is that if 60% of people are doing it, you're not going to do anything to change that. So how do you do, what do you do in your organization to leverage it, to support an environment that encourages it? To honor that experience. To honor that experience. Now, you know, you still got to set targets. You still got to set accountability. But, you know, what we've learned from the four-day work week and at least the early studies coming out of uh, um, the UK is that, um, guess what? People get their job done. Uh, If you say it's a four-day work week, um, and you got to get it done within four days. 
people get it done because and then they get an extra day that they can uh, have to the balance and again coming back to that burnout and you got to find new creative ways that 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 people are going to feel you care and you have a an opportunity for people to renew because we also know that those side gigs when they're passion focused or, or purpose focused um, they actually reduce stress they actually um uh, um, reduce burnout because people are applying themselves to things they love and that just feeds them. So uh, it's a good thing from also a, um, um, a mental health and a wellness perspective. The next question is kind of related, but uh, have the type and number of outings returned to normal in the circles that you're part of? So your family circles, your social circles, uh, have they turned back to like pre- covid type of uh, yes yeah well you like canadian thanksgiving and i know the u.s folks just had their thanksgiving uh, or is it just happening now no last week yep. end of last week um but um uh oh my goodness we've all been talking about how lovely it is to just gather and to hang out now it depends upon the the your family dynamics and that type of thing it might not be so lovely but but for us personally in our family it's been it's been wonderful and just kind of the the laughter and you know uh even last week it wasn't a family gathering or a couple weekends ago um we have some family visiting from Colombia and um the kids came up and we went up to this beach house up north and you know first of all two things we didn't watch any tv there were no um, gadgets, iPads, or anything. These two kids made up games. We we sat over three dinners playing Guess What I Am. I'm a thing. I'm a person. And everybody had to get... It was the most fun. And the creativity that came out of that, I was just... like It was just so wonderful. And it was just all about connecting community, laughing. It, it was a low-tech high relational weekend and even some of the events that we've had recently have been low tech high relationship and which brings me to another really interesting thing i don't know if you've heard this that i think it's the zetters and i can't remember what the next group is called right off the top of my head but there's a new wave of going out with friends without technology or turning off the technology going out like being tech free spending time together and i just think that is so interesting because they're beginning the younger generations are beginning to realize that we're over connected and and not connected at all so we're over connected and we're looking at our phones while we're together uh, but actually creating spaces of low or no tech that is just us so we can hang out and have fun like play those games and do that thing i, I just think it's fascinating I think in my, uh, in my situation, we're getting there. Uh, we had, uh, Heather and I had dinner with you and Josette a couple right. weeks ago. We had other family friends over, uh, last Sunday, um, uh, had the kids and all the grandkids and I hadn't seen, uh, uh, the littlest grandchildren in almost two months because there'd been sickness floating mm. around the family. Um, I think we have another dinner on Friday, so we're getting there. And feeling more comfortable and uh, people coming over, going out, whatever it is. So I believe things are, are starting to return to normal to a certain extent. Uh, be quite frank, I don't remember what the cadence was before mm. COVID because it's been almost four years. But uh, yeah, certainly we've been going out a lot more and having people over. Uh, so it's been good. 
It, well, you know what's other interesting thing that's happening is that COVID is starting to spike again. Yeah, and I got my sixth shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but we're having more people. We uh, we've we've also had over the last two months, I would say, three cancellations mm. of folks that uh, you know they're testing or they're just. So, so I think what's interesting is I think people are more sensitive, and you know what, it's not a big deal. You know, like before. If you were feeling a little off, you'd still go out to dinner or you'd still hang out with people and then spread the germs. I do think people are being more thoughtful and saying, you know what, listen, um, uh, I'm not sure I'm feeling a little off, so let's postpone. So there is still, it's not fully back to your point, and there is a little bit more sensitivity, which I don't think is a bad thing. People are being very considerate and very thoughtful about mm-hmm. other people right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. up here anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, you know, like you... Uh, most places that I've gone to, uh, you know, people like there's at least 40% wearing masks these days again, just being thoughtful. Although I did go for a blood test this morning and I think there was a room of, uh, probably 15 people and myself and one other person were the only people, uh, mm. with a mask on in the lab. And I thought, Oh my goodness, if there's a place for a mad, a yeah. mask, uh, all the people that worked there had masks on. Yeah. And all the other ones did. So I was really feeling quite happy that I decided to put on a mask. You know, I know it doesn't protect you from everything, but, um, you know, I thought that was a bit strange. Yeah. Um, so how is the podcast fitting into everything for you right now? Well, you know, I, I love our gatherings together. You know, one, um, often it's a topic that, that we've both run into or, uh, and we're able to have a chat about it. Um, if there has been one thing over the past three years that has been just fantastic for me, it's our ability to connect on a weekly basis, have a conversation, connect, talk about something that is topical uh, for us and and hopefully for others as we've done that. So for me, uh, I love it. I, I do think that we're probably going to continue to think of guests coming forward. We may evolve the podcast into something else. We've had some really kind of cool conversations about possibilities of either evolving this one or, or creating a new one. Um, I just think it's, it's just such a beautiful way to just for you and I to connect, but also to connect with a broader audience and about topics that I think are important. So um, I still get a lot of energy from it. You know, we are flexible like we were last week where it just couldn't happen. Um, but you know, with 150, something in the in the can or something it's yeah. like like yeah. honestly could you or i ever believe that we were actually going to do this you know you you were the initiator you're saying we should do that we should do a podcast and i thought oh yeah sure why not what's a podcast no i did listen <laughs> to podcasts so for me uh yeah i love the connection i love having uh the structure of you and i hanging out once a week and as occasionally we go for breakfast on saturday morning as well though yeah, i guess we talk about the podcast a bit but um, I, I do love the connection part of it. And, uh, what I really like is the creativity side of it. Like, uh, to do 155 episodes, uh, requires a lot of, a lot of content. And between the two of us, I haven't found it stressful or hard to come up mm-hmm. with content that we're going to be talking about. And I think the, the, the structure of it that we created makes it easy to sustain what we do. And, I, I just like the, our conversations. Like there's a couple of times and I'll, I'll write something, you know, you've said a word or I've said a word and I've built something around. And I go, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a good conversation. And we've never 
had a bad conversation. So I really like that. I like the side projects. I liked helping you with Safe Brave stories. Uh, we have, uh, I was helping somebody else. I've got a kind of a stable of other things that I've done. So this is my main one. And then uh, the fictional crime drama podcast is kind of the secondary one. There's a couple others and there's one that I, I owe an episode to to kind of close it out. And I just haven't been able to get my, my head around what I want to do with that. So I'm not doing it. That's one of the things I've learned here is like, we do what we do. And if you have to pause because, you know, you have a creative block or you just don't know what to do with it, you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody's paying us to do this. So, um, I like it. I like the creative spot. I, I love the you know, 155. I didn't think we had enough experience to last this many episodes, but we do. And I really love the, the guests that we've had to come on and talk, the interview kind of sessions and you know, I have a few people in mind and you, you've had a, a couple of suggestions as well. So I'm looking forward to that. It's nice when we bring somebody else into, into the mix and just see what they have to talk about. And it's all relatables. So I, I like it. Um, uh, I think my highlight has been some of the people that have been coming in, but it's also 155 flipping episodes. Mm-hmm. This will be, I think 156. Like it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, the, the longevity that this, uh, that's occurred in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for me, for me, the highlights are. Uh, I particularly love. <laughs> this happened a couple of times when we've had a conversation, and one I didn't know how the conversation was going to go, and frankly, even in the conversation, I afterwards for some reason I just haven't wondered how it was going to land. I think it was flat. Right, right. And then you listen to it and you think, oh my goodness. That was one of the, that's the best one that we've ever had. And how many times have we said that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the best. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. The other just thing is, I am just, and I've shared this with others, I'm amazed that we have people from all over the world that listen to us. And uh, I just, that just is, uh, I am one, super grateful and two, amazed. But it just goes to show that really the kinds of stuff that we talk about is across all environments um you know that people are experiencing now they may be experiencing different you know like i mean even the hybrid topic the first one that we talked about i was talking to some folks uh from sri lanka and a couple other uh places around the world and they've said they're back 100 percent. and in fact everybody came back really quickly or hardly ever went off uh that that some of these experiences that we're describing may be regional in nature um and even different by region Right. There are parts of uh, even the country in Canada that uh, didn't go that remote much. And so, uh, you know, they they were always close and always back came came back uh, um, and not remote that much. And then it's the bigger cities, I think, that are very much into the remote stage. So what but what I find is fascinating is just that people from all over the world are saying, wow, you know, I like that one. That one that would hit the mark and, and help me through this and. It's pretty, pretty special. So I didn't share this with you, but, uh, I bumped over the last couple of weeks, I've bumped into a few people and, uh, they happen to know me already and they made comments about the the podcast and people went, you know, thank you very much. I really, I really like listening to, I, I don't listen to them all, but, uh, I, I love listening to you guys. And one of the, the comments that kind of struck me, uh, was when I like the voice and I'm paraphrasing, but I like the voice that you guys speak in. So we're not here to screw anybody over. We're not here to get revenge or, you know, 
stand on a pedestal and say, we know what the answer is or anything like that. This has always been about our experiences and, and what we've seen people uh, do to be successful and stuff like that. It's, you know, if you don't agree with something that we say, that's good. I mean, whatever works for you. But uh, the comment I really liked was that I like the voice that you guys use. Like, you know, this isn't mm. shock rock. We're not here to, to insult anybody mm. or, or make a name for ourselves. They, they like the way that we just sit here and talk the flow that goes back and forth. And I really appreciated that. And what I liked is people say, you know, I, I, I haven't listened to everything that you've done, but I've certainly listened to a whole bunch. And, and I like that. It, it really encouraged me because that's what we wanted to do. Right. We just wanted to have a conversation. Right. Like, I don't know everything. You don't know everything. We just have a conversation about our experience, what worked, what didn't work, what we see worked or didn't work with other people and then encourage people to have their own conversations. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know what, that's why it's called talking, not ranting, because when we first really started this journey, there was, and there still are a lot of ranting, not talking and definitely ranting, not listening, uh, podcasts that are out there and not good, not bad, but you know, for us personally, there's just way too much of that. And we wanted to create a safe space that people could come and just listen uh, to our conversation and our experience and or our guest experience and then just reflect upon it and to say, hmm, that one really resonated with me and I think I can use that idea here or not use it here or whatever. That's all we wanted because there's just too much of the screaming stuff out there and we wanted to create a little bit different um, uh, atmosphere. And, you know, there's a lot of podcasts now that are more kind of our flow kind of a thing. Uh, which which I really appreciate. Hmm. It was I, I just really encouraged by a cu- couple of the conversations I had, so it was good. Um, that's all we had written down. Now you and I talked just before. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, like we're at about thirty minutes or so, but is there another topic or something? Yeah, question. Well, no, the, actually, the, thing, the only thing that's coming in my mind is this is a beautiful time of year, and you don't have to do it this time of year. Is just to reflect. And to see, uh, you know, where are we at and what do we want to do? And, uh, you know, people have New Year's resolutions and I've never really been a big one on New Year's resolutions necessarily. However, I am a big one on reflecting where am I at and what do I want to do? And this might link a little bit like to the gig thing, like to that, the generations of where they're at. But, I, you know, I, I again, this week, uh, even today, I, I was coaching two people that were really um, stressed and reflecting on what do they want to do. And so we came back and had another conversation around um, knowing what your unique gift is to the world. Like, what are you good at? What's your experience? What do you want to contribute? When do you feel in flow? And then figuring out ways that you can start doing that every day. Um, Because when we're in flow and when we kind of reflect and say, what do we want to do? What's the impact I want to have? And you're a little bit more focused on it. That actually feeds into your energy uh, and and helps you through the stressful. So, you know, I know it's just interesting as you think about the end of this year, um, what are the things maybe that you are most reflective, the things that have have are bubbling up for you from this year? And then as you think of next year, do you have anything in the horizon? So maybe we can talk about, you know, just uh, a year reflection. Is there anything that's bubbling up that, hey, the two or three things most that personally or business-wise and that that I'm learning or growing with is this? And maybe at a next podcast we can talk about, uh, or maybe even in the new year, what are we what are we thinking about for 2024? 
I love that. Uh, I heard somebody, it might have even been you, talk about using November as a time when you go, what do I have on the go? Am I too stretched? Am I not doing enough in everything? And uh, what brings me joy? What do I, you know, what do I have to do to pay the bills? Uh, what what brings me joy? What do I really feel uh, passionate about doing? And and making sure that you're you're settled, you're you're in uh, a routine to do things, and you actually need a little bit of uh, spare capacity in case something else comes up. But mm. I know there's been a, a number of years where when you know in my family we've sat down and go like we are way too involved in way too much stuff. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to concentrate on? What what can we you know honestly give a good effort to? Because if you have too many things on the go and there's things that are just dragging you down, uh, then you don't do your best in anything. So I agree with that. You know, this is actually a good topic. We need to think about this. I think this is a whole episode. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good episode. Yeah, I, I think so too. And maybe, maybe you know, what do we do to do those? Because I, I try to schedule to do those quarterly check-ins. Don't doesn't always with yourself. Work. With myself, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you uh, bill yourself for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have actually a, even in my schedule, it's a uh, it's a weekly big rocks dialogue. Mm. And it's been really helpful because it really just says, okay, for this week. Does this conversation take place out, out loud or in your head? <laughs> uh, sometimes both. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually in my head. I'm joking, but I love the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have found, because I, it, it's really helped me, even over the last two months, it's helped me be so productive. Mm. Because it's just said, you know, what are the five big rocks? And they're not just work. Their personal, their their end work, the, but the things that I just really want to accomplish, and they're pretty crisp and they're focused. But I'll tell you, five is a nice number. Uh, I think we're going to have to do an episode yeah, about this, and it's going it. to be called the Five Big Rocks. The Five Big Rocks. Come on, that's a great. It, it's it, a great. It it really is, and it boy. So let's we'll leave it. That's a little teaser, but um, and maybe it's. Uh, how do we, it's the big rocks and also how are we surviving? Like, what are we doing to protect ourselves from burnout? What are we doing to support ourselves in this mad, mad world? What are we finding helpful? Um, maybe that's a, a, a second topic or uh, maybe the same. So folks, uh, it's coming. Five big rocks. It's coming. Yeah. I loved, I just love the name. Like as soon as you said, I went, okay, that's the next thing. Okay, Greg, you need to shut up. Because that's going to be another episode. <laughs> okay, I got a hint. I, I, no, no more. We're we're done. But no, I think I, I think it's awesome. Like yeah. you started talking about number one, I could feel the passion in your voice and the personal experience. So I'm going like, no, I think this needs. Uh, I think this needs its own episode. And you know what's really funny? That came from me coaching someone else, and we came to the conclusion what uh, what are the what are the five big rocks? Um, and it was like a light went on in my head saying, oh. I need to return to identifying the five big rocks. It's Ooh. just, whew, it's uh, we'll we'll talk about it. it comes from, uh, I think it's originally from a Covey book, but even maybe before that, we'll chat around where that comes from. Sounds good. Okay, um, I was going to say wrap up, but it's really not one of those types of episodes, is it? No, just great chatting. It's it has been good chatting. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, in terms of the podcast, uh, Greg and I changed the windscreens on our mics tonight. That was the big technical. Uh, highlight of the night so you know these things have to happen right it has to happen yeah is that what that's called that thing on the end it's a windscreen yeah 
Oh, see, I didn't even know that. So mm-hmm. I'm learning too. I, I've, uh, I thought windscreen. Did, what did I? I don't remember changing windscreen, but yeah, you I did. thought it was just a, a mic cover would be my low sure. low end. Uh, sure, you could use that word. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, listen, folks, we hope uh, some of what we have spoke about you find helpful. We hope that you have the discussions that you need to have. We hope that we didn't say anything that you uh, made you angry or you found uh, offensive. Uh, I think we should have your your philosophy anyway. I think we do it always. And I think, I think, so. I think it's really just, and I get, I actually did a training program last week where it was, this was, this was one of the big ahas that people uh, really loved. And I love it. That's why we have it every week. No, yeah. Well, not just because of what I feel, but I, I do think it's a very useful exercise and puts us in the right frame of mind. Like just because it's okay not to agree with what we say. Right. And, and this came from a, a original coach, but it was, it's really around, this week I talked about knowing your energy and, uh, and when you begin to recognize when things are shifting into you, uh, you know, and, and often that energy rises when I'm really excited and joyful about something or when I'm less happy about something. And so knowing the shifts in your body is the first thing. But, but the second thing, which we always end is, is with, uh, that whatever we talk about, uh, if you love it, it's going to give you warm, excitable joy. If you don't like it, it's going to make you a bit crunchy. And what we always say is that both are beautiful. It's what we decide to do with it. It's about we reflecting upon them and said, hmm, that was interesting, chef. What does that mean? How does it make me feel? What do I want to do with it? And then learn from it and let it go. So we encourage you to be in touch with how you're feeling and for both the crunchy and the joy, pause and reflect and learn from it. I love it. I think it's so, uh, it's applicable to everything that we've talked about. I agree. Uh, shout out? Yeah. I'm going to butcher another uh, city's name here. Cluj, Napoca, Romania. Really? Now, we we do have some followers from Romania. It's, different city, it's, yeah. yeah. Different city, yeah, that type or of thing. Or same person in yeah, from a different around. place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know what? That's so, uh, I, I love it. So welcome. It's just, uh, it's uh, it's awesome that we can come into your headspace and uh, hopefully there's something you can learn. And again, as Alistair, you always say, uh, you know, um, take the topic and have a conversation with somebody else because it's always better in community. And we talked about a whole bunch of things today and a bunch of them, I think people would, uh, you know, benefit from having a conversation with colleagues with their bosses about where they're working how they're working uh you know where you are in your life in terms of post-covid and you're right the numbers are going up i had my sixth uh shot last uh, couple weeks ago and we're all trying to be responsible so uh it's cool so uh listen folks people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care